0: welcome to UC today. My name is Kieran Devlin and today's session is the intersection of AI and data protection in unified communications. I am delighted to be joined by Dr. Scott Allendevo practice lead of data protection at Allendevoe and Rebecca Allendevoe who oversees data protection implementation and audit at the business. Dr. Scott, Rebecca, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you. Absolutely
0: before we explore exactly what you guys mean by the intersection of AI and data protection in UC, can you please tell us about yourselves, Dr. Scott and Rebecca, and the work you do with the company?
1: Sure, happy to. So our entire focus is helping businesses do data protection better. Uh, The landscape is... uh, never seen more activity than over the last uh, 10 years. 137 nations have enacted data protection regulations and with uh, so many enterprises having uh, offices uh, in different uh, territories and geographies, what does it mean uh, to comply with all these laws? And so we help build data protection uh, programs uh, and we achieve what's called complex compliance Uh, when we do that type uh, of thing.
2: Excellent, thank you for that great intro into our organization, Scott, as always. Um, I think just to add to that, we have a passion for helping organizations uh, implement and improve their data protection posture and comply with regulations that uh, can be complex in nature, as Scott noted.
0: Perfect. Well, let's dive with both feet into today's topic. Could you both please shed some light on why data protection is so crucial in today's uh, UC marketplaces and what role AI might play in this space?
1: Sure, Uh, I'll start. So most uh, individuals don't realize it's illegal uh, in today's age to collect regulated uh, information in mass without implementing a data protection program. And then added to that, here we have AI, right? Uh, the, ad, the, the advent of artificial intelligence into UC platforms. And we're seeing really unprecedented in- innovation, but we're also seeing unprecedented volumes of, you know, sensitive data uh, being processed by large language models associated with that. So I think the questions are, you know, how can we use AI? How can we innovate? How can we integrate AI into UC uh, tools? um while being compliant with data protection laws you know what are the issues that we need to be aware of you know what must gc operators do and service providers do you know differently when they start using ai to, to process their customer data so i think these questions really bring to the forefront the 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 dual imperative of safeguarding uh, privacy while at the same time being able to foster innovation
2: hmm. that's really good scott just uh adding to to what you had mentioned um i think it's important to examine the flip side of the topic so while we need to be intentional about being compliant with data protection laws when using ai we should also ask ourselves how we can leverage ai not only to comply with data protection laws but also to enhance security and privacy practices Um, for instance you see companies that leverage the new suite of Microsoft tools will find themselves tackling kind of all of those challenges uh, and turning them into opportunities. So we like to think about when we implement data protection programs, what are the risks and or what are the opportunities that might be associated with those risks? And I think that uh, leveraging and using AI for improved data governance, uh, breach detection, threat detection, threat analysis, uh, incident response, are interesting ways to kind of leverage and turn those risks of leveraging AI into opportunities. Um, One of the things that we often talk about, and I'm sure you guys have talked about together previously, is uh, we like to see how we can actually uh, integrate and implement data protection programs and make sure that organizations have a foundation to build upon, that they have a data protection program in place prior to actually leveraging or using something uh, like AI. So as a Microsoft Cloud partner, we like to say that we're helping our customers do that by leveraging Microsoft's new suite of AI tools. Um, those are built around a strong commitment to data protection principles. And, you know, in our mind, that helps to kind of balance or that balance is key to maintaining trust, fostering sustainable growth uh, in the UC marketplace.
0: Perfect. And staying with yourself, Rebecca, we'll come very shortly to the maybe some of the more sp- specific details of AI and, and data protection. But I, as everybody, even with even a passing awareness of our space, recognises AI is completely reshaping how communication and collaboration is, is, is being changed. So can you please share with us how AI is being utilized within UC platforms and what it might mean for operational efficiency and user experience, for example?
2: Hmm, Absolutely, and that's actually a great question. And I think that uh, it's a common theme that we've been hearing right throughout our space is is AI inside, right? How are we integrating and how are we leveraging AI inside of platforms to improve productivity, to uh, improve efficiency, to bring about consistency? Uh, in approach and in processes. And uh, I think that it's revolutionizing UC by introducing capabilities like intelligent chatbots. Uh, those can provide immediate assistance. They have predictive uh, analytics that tailor the user experience that can anticipate our needs maybe even before we can. Uh, these advancements uh, enhance operational efficiency by automating routine tasks uh, offering insights for better decision making, but they also bring about the need to protect privacy and sensitive information uh, that might be shared inside of chatbots as part of you know the overall customer experience and information and data that they might be placing in there. So I think that it, it definitely uh, definitely brings about uh, a level of um privacy protection and data protection uh information security protection that's that's needed to do that
0: And, and staying on that topic dr scott could you please maybe expand on the data intensive nature of these ai technologies and what kind of implications they may hold for privacy
1: yeah okay sure yeah i like what rebecca was saying i think to build on you know her points i think you know we think about the power of ai and the platforms that uh um uh, incorporate AI. It really comes from, you know, the ability of AI to be able to uh, learn and improve over time to expand its large language model. Of course, that necessitates the need, you know, to, to collect and analyze vast amounts of data. So I think, you know, while this supports more personalized and, you know, effective, you know, uh, communication, Uh, it raises significantly privacy considerations like the ones Rebecca notes. I mean, I was reading an article over the weekend about just how many people admit to putting whole email threads into a chatbot and saying, please help me respond to this, all that personal information in there. So, uh, you know, it's certainly a privacy uh, concern about what are these large language models doing with what you are sharing with it. I think the key to is ensure that you know, such extensive data usage really aligns with strict data protection standards uh, and, and that safeguard user information and adhere to all these privacy laws uh, that we see, um, you know, across these 137 nations, ultimately, you know, fostering uh, a, a protected, I think, but progressive uh, UC ecosystem.
0: And staying with the the types of privacy concerns that can emerge from this. Rebecca, could you please maybe elaborate on on these types of concerns that UC providers have to navigate, especially concerning mm-hmm. user consent and the management of data subject rights?
2: Sure, I think that's another great question. Um, so as we think about AI, the infusion of AI into UC kind of amplifies those privacy concerns. Um, for example, managing data subject rights can become a nuanced task when AI processes information. Um, you know, providers, uh, platform providers, uh, software providers, they need to design their systems uh, to allow for the seamless exercise of rights, such as rectification, Erasure requests, um, individuals that might be objecting to their their information being profiled or used uh, in that way, and so service providers should really only purchase solutions that support those kinds of rights. Um, and it may be that it's not a hundred percent automated process, but they should be able to at least support. Um, that organization's procedures that they might have in place for that, right? So they they need to have a consideration uh, or an allowance for uh, an integration of and support of those kinds of rights. And if the platform doesn't uh, support data subject rights or it doesn't have an allowance for consideration for, um, I hate to say it, but maybe don't use it. Maybe see if there's another option out there uh, you know, the, that you can leverage. Um, the other aspect that can be challenging is making sure that either you as an organization or that those platforms that you're you're leveraging and using um, support you being able to evidence that you've received consent uh, when consent is your basis for for processing that information Um, because if you're not able to evidence it then you might find yourself in a bit of a, a challenge if someone ever challenges whether or not you actually had uh, their consent to process their data in that way. Um, the other aspect of it is data minimization, uh, which can be challenging when we're talking about, uh, you know, AI and they are, uh, you know, the equivalent of like the cookie monster, right? They eat data for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So uh, when we think about it that way, it can be challenging to to incorporate and kind of consider those data minimization um, principles. I think that it's essential to make sure that you have uh, basically a structure and a framework in place with your teams that are responsible for it for taking into account privacy by design, uh, security by design, and or privacy and security by redesign uh, if it's something that you already have uh, and that you are really considering and kind of infusing data subject rights into the overall fabric and framework uh, of the operations from the very beginning so covering the full life cycle
0: yeah and, and dr scott i think that was a really perceptive uh insights onto the privacy aspect of these challenges can i have some of your insights on maybe some other particular security risks and compliance complexities that these types of integrations yeah. may introduce
1: yeah yeah absolutely. a lot of a lot of folks uh, will mix up the idea of uh, privacy versus uh, security. Rebecca talking about you know privacy, uh, all very valid subjects about data subject rights. you know, and here we have security. What about that? I think uh, as you see providers are looking at AI and tools to integrate, you know security risks are something that we really have to think about uh, in addition to, separately from but but in addition to you know privacy. Because security risks, I think, are particularly, you know, concerning, you know, think about this, you know, the integration of AI, it increases the attack surface for cyber criminals, you know, it introduces vulnerabilities that perhaps wouldn't have existed with traditional UC systems. So uh, an example, you know, imagine all of your customers chat conversations with your service desk being found on the dark web in a curated list. That would not be good. You know, they say all oh, publicity is good publicity, but you know, really, you don't want that kind of publicity, you don't, you know. So this increases, I think the importance of having robust, you know, cybersecurity measures, uh, robust safeguards and protections. I would say in addition, you see providers face really a circuitous, you know, array of global data protection regulations, which becomes even more complex with AI. For example, you have to think about things such as cross border data flows and varying international laws that can create a challenge for compliance and um, you, ne- you need to know where your AI data is traveling and is being stored in order to protect it. So is your chatbot that serves EU customers exporting all the data back to the United States? You need to know that. So I think successfully navigating all of these issues uh, requires ongoing risk assessments and, and being informed um, ab- about the approach you're taking to uh, data governance.
0: And staying with yourself, uh, Dr. Scott, you know, those were the challenges that AI may introduce to data protection, but naturally, there is an opportunity here for AI to be an ally to data protection. Um, Can you please provide us with your perspective, uh, Dr. Scott, on how AI may assist in compliance efforts and potentially improve security measures within UC platforms?
1: Yeah, absolutely, uh, uh, Kieran. So, I mean, AI has a significant role to play, I believe that. you know, that's what Microsoft uh, has done, they've posited, you know, solutions with their AI enabled tools uh, to automate, you know, really complex tasks, you know, to, to help streamline compliance activities like, you know, facilitating data mapping, you know, drafting impact assessments. So AI, you know, on one hand creates these challenges, but on the other hand, it, it creates these opportunities. It's a, it's a proactive tool, you know, like Rebecca talked about, it can detect, you know, potential breaches and non-compliance issues in real time often. So I, I would say AI driven, you know, security initiatives like, you know, predictive threat analysis, uh, anomaly detective detection, that, that's, that's crucial, I think, for strengthening defenses uh against you know these increasingly sophisticated cyber threats that we read about. So, you know, that's what Microsoft is doing with their AI, you know, cloud tools for customers. And I think, you know, what what we're doing is we're we're taking data protection programs and we're helping companies extend them with AI using tools like Microsoft Tools and other tools that in the end we we know uh, is helping companies do data protection better.
0: And, and Rebecca, I'd, I'd really appreciate your thoughts on how AI might advance privacy by design principles, ensuring that data protection is an intrinsic element of these communication systems.
2: Hmm. Okay, well, I will uh, see if I can add to some of Dr. Scott's commentary and and insights on this. Um, and I think one of the things that I'll, I'll start with or just add a little bit to Um, on what Scott had talked about before I jump into answering your specific question, Kieran. is, you know, one of the things that I think it's important to note is that one of the things that AI can do, and and Scott, when you were talking about how we're kind of extending the reach um, with AI, it it helps to get information um, to individuals more quickly than maybe they could have done themselves. Um, it gives them a, a broader view uh, of information uh, and, and brings it to their fingertips and to their attention much more quickly. But I think it's important to note you still have to have the right individuals with the right competencies to actually interpret that information and qualify it and to determine for their specific environment right, how they can action that. So I think that um, now jumping to your question, that AI can indeed be a catalyst for fortifying privacy at the outset of UC design. Um, When we think about the principle of privacy by design, which we touched on just a little bit earlier, um, in GDPR article 25, it calls for privacy considerations to be integrated into the development phase of products, not added as an afterthought. So when we use AI, to analyze and implement privacy requirements efficiently, it kind of helps to ensure that that's embedded in the process from the very beginning, Um, ensuring that those privacy controls are embedded in early in the systems architecture. Um, I think that it also can help with the testing of those controls, right? So as as humans, as individuals, we can configure, we can implement, we can plan and design those controls. But one of the benefits that I've seen from AI is that it kind of helps to test those controls and validate the implementation. Um, I guess in in other uh, aspect and maybe what this looks like in practice is AI systems that can automatically anonymize personal data. So rather than kind of waiting on the human, if we can design controls, design rules, implement those rules into the system architecture themselves, then AI is kind of acting on and processing on those instructions that have been designed into the system itself. Uh, that can Kind of produce just a, a more consistent result uh, that maybe provides a more trustworthy platform uh, where user privacy uh, is a foundational element and not a peripheral element or an afterthought or kind of an add-on uh, to the process. So. Just as a you know note on that front, we do have a team of Microsoft certified engineers that are helping companies do this very thing. Um, we're using Microsoft's new cloud enabled AI tools and, and assisting businesses and getting those kind of configured and set up to operate uh, in this manner within their organization. So it's been uh, an exciting journey so far.
0: And, and staying, with yourself Rebecca as we as we near the conclusion of this, this conversation preparing for the road ahead from your perspective how should stakeholders anticipate and adapt to regulatory developments that are affecting AI and data protection in UC?
2: Uh, well if there's one thing that we can I feel like always count on but I'm certainly anticipating it uh, for this year and next year as well is to to kind of see a continued onslaught uh, of laws and more regulations, um, which of course uh, adds to the complex complexity, pardon me, of it all. So if you don't have a data protection program to deal with these complexities, it's very likely that you're going to fall behind It's possible that you might lose business opportunities or or larger opportunities for businesses that are kind of flowing down these requirements that have already considered uh, how these regulations or laws that might be coming into effect uh, will have an impact on them. So uh, it's difficult to play in this space uh, if you're not prepared uh, or uh, ready to, uh, to kind of face these difficulties. So I would say the starting point is to establish a data protection program if you don't have one. So we are always available on this side at Allen DeVoe to talk to organizations about that.
0: Perfect, and Dr. Scott, can you please give us your closing thoughts on balancing innovation like AI and USA with the kind of robust data protection standards that are so critical to these services functioning properly?
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's two bookends. We uh, data protection uh, is so critical and all that we do in this age of, you know, it's, uh, uh, data, uh, it's it's, it's uh, the age of data governance, you know, and data management and everything's about data and the world's largest, you know, enterprises are, you know, data driven um, Microsoft and, you know, Google and so on. So we have to wait, we, we have to be responsible with the data that we receive and Uh, process and store and share with others um, as uh, in in the UC marketplace, Uh, AI uh, amplifies that even more uh, and it presents challenges, but AI also uh, used rightly uh, can help uh, really us do data protection uh, better. So uh, my final thoughts uh, underscore Rebecca said, if you don't have a data protection program, you have to have that first. Once you have the data protection program, AI can really help you extend it uh, to do data protection better. That is our whole focus uh, this year in the year 2024. Uh, you know we've been building data protection programs for companies for years now. Uh, we're still doing that. We're adding to it uh, a, a whole team of Microsoft uh, certified professionals uh, that understand these new tools that uh, Microsoft has, and uh, I would say, Anybody listening to this if need help uh, using those tools, many of which you may already be paying for and and configuring them rightly, give us a call. You know, we've got a team of people that would uh, love to, to help you do data protection better. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll end at that. Thank you, Karen, for having us uh, uh, on your program today.
0: Well, thank, thank you, Scott and Rebecca, for being here. It's been a really, really enjoyable session. Um, and, and thank you for watching. If you enjoyed this video please give us a like and share on social media and we'll see you next time. I've been Kieran Devlin of UC today. Thanks for watching.